Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Good morning to those who might be watching on Zoom. Good morning to those who are here in person. Good morning to those who are watching live on Facebook. Uh, I was away last week, so this is my first um, Friday morning meditation in two weeks that I'm leading with all of you. And uh, whoever you are, because most of the people who are participating, I, I don't know and I, uh, I won't see in real time. I welcome you to this moment. And of course, hello to those who are joining on um, the Temple Beth on podcast uh, asynchronously. I want to start with two things before we actually meditate. One is a very fundamental notion that I've been thinking about um, through one of my meditation teachers and mentors that actually relates both to meditation and to prayer. And that is that when meditation is done right, it's very simple and it's very hard. Meaning when it's stripped down from the guided parts, which I sometimes do, and the intentionalities and what you want to get out of it. At its core, the meditative experience is a simple, simple thing. And the simplicity of it is what makes it so hard. The simplicity of just breath and just focus without too much adornment is very challenging. And I think the same can be said about the Jewish prayer experience. We have a lot of words in front of us when we're looking at the Siddur. And when we see all those words, sometimes uh, hard to remember that the experience we're supposed to be having is actually a rather simple one. Us and a relationship with the creator <clears throat> and a moment of transcendence. And so this meditation will be both a little bit guided and also a little bit raw to see if we can access the simple part of what it means to sit still, to resist the urge to scratch, to resist the urge to have to form an image in our mind, and using what the yogic tradition calls anapana, steady, intentional breathing, to achieve adetana, a stillness that's different than just sitting still a very careful, careful stillness. The only frame I'm going to put on this particular meditation comes from Parsha Chukat, which we're in. And the whole ritual of the Para Aduma, the red heifer, whereas it's been discussed many times, the Kohen Gadol who's involved in the process of bringing the person from a state of Tum'ah, of life ebbing, to a state of Tahara, life flowing, in the process of being the helper, the healer, the revivifier, the Kohen Gadol becomes Tame and thus relies on someone else and another process to bring him back to Tahor. It's a reminder deep in the recesses of our tradition that to offer your somewhat, yourself as a service to someone else as they move towards life and health, that draws upon you which means that if you are a caregiver on any level, if you're in a life of service on any level, 
then you have some tum'ah coursing through you. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. And meditation may be a way for us to achieve tahara. We have no red heifer around us. We have our eyelids that can block out the world. We have our mind that can create silence and darkness. And we have the stillness that we can achieve. So with that in mind, if you haven't already, I invite you to close your eyes. And start letting the stillness, the adetana, come upon you. Don't just be witness to silence and stillness. Beckon it as if it is material. As if it's coming and laying over you. Something real. Something with weight and of substance. And we're in this moment because we're alive. Because each of us is a Kohen Gadol in one way or another. Giving, sharing, extending ourselves to another. Which means that we need a ritual that brings us back to life. We're going to do a, a version of an anapana approach to breathing. I'm going to ask you in just a moment, don't do it yet, to breathe in through your nose and then breathe out through your mouth three times per in-breath. So you're taking three out-breaths. Short for every in-breath. You'll do that a few times and then move to two out-breaths and then one exhalation so that you're easing yourself into a full anapana breathing and you're doing it in such a way that by having to focus on counting your exhalations, one, two, three, and then one, two, it helps distract you from the other agitation of your mind. It helps you get to the stillness that you deserve. So I want each of us to take a deep inhalation. Breathing out three times per in-breath. Once you do that ten times. And then do it with two exhalations ten times. Finally getting to inhale, exhale, deep and full, one to one. And if you lose count on that last piece, that's okay. And feel the tahara, the source and the force of life returning to you as you return to the most central thing there is, breathing and very intentional wakefulness. And we go.
And as you stay in your meditation, hovering below the surface a little bit longer, both pulled away from normal consciousness, but in some ways in a deeper consciousness. Conjure the ancient world, however you see it. A high priest, Kohen Gadol, a temple, an ancient ritual, a potion mixed together according to very specific requirements, a sprinkling of this menida, this reawakening water. Lean in and imagine yourself as the penitent, the one who's coursing with Tuma, not a bad thing, just a thing. Because you would help someone who had passed away you contributed to their burial. You had an unexpected brush with death. Your life force ebbing as a result. Feel the spray of that sprinkle of water. Take in the profundity moment believe it could work and feel your tohara your pure life force coming back and penetrating every cell of your body your very still body in its extended adatana pose, coming back to life like a plant thirsty for water, a child who needs love, a person who with breathing and with another person's presence comes a little bit back to life. And when you're ready, you can break the surface of the water, come back to this moment, open your eyes if you like, I'll share the screen, and we'll recite the closing meditation prayer together.
May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to you all, shalom, shabbat shalom, and namaste. And thank you for sharing this moment. Be well, everyone. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.